1: Welcome to the let's be honest podcast episode 20 i am frank styles and we are bringing another episode of the let's be honest podcast to you live from the styles ball studio we're going to bring one on in just a second but today we're going to be talking about a host of different things a lot of stuff going on the government is reopened uh, kamala harris is running but the question is is her past going to hurt her when she runs in 2020 we're going to get into that We're also going to talk about, which is our main topic, we're going to be talking about the young man that encountered a Native American in Washington wearing a Make America Great Hat, and we're going to find out exactly what this young man was trying to do. That's all coming up next on the Let's Be Honest podcast, and in the meantime, guys, make sure that you take a listen to these next couple of clips.
2: Barrier breaking prosecutor with a love for grilling. Question I will repeat. Roasting and music. Nation under a
3: Getting
4: down.
2: California Senator Kamala Harris has joined the race for the White House. I am running for president of the United States and I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So who is she? Harris has a history of being the first. Maybe the first to do many things, but make sure you're not the last. In 2010, she was the first woman and person of African and South Asian descent to become California's attorney general. I decided to become a prosecutor because I believed that there were vulnerable and voiceless people who deserved to have a voice in that system. And in 2016, she became the first black senator from California. So my question to you. Harris serves on four Senate committees and is perhaps best known for her tough questions. It makes me nervous. That I don't know. Is that a yes? Can I get to respond, please, ma'am? No, sir. No, no. She's moved to the left in recent years, but her political message remains broad, stressing unity and togetherness. We are all in this together. She has defended immigrants' rights, as well as public schools and Medicare for All, But her signature issue is criminal justice reform. Crime is not a monolith. We cannot have a one-size-fits-all approach to criminal justice policy. Critics on her left have called her record into question, arguing that she failed to embrace progressive reforms during her tenure as district attorney and California's attorney general. So what's her dynamic with President Trump? Harris has voted against more Trump administration nominees than most of her peers. She has called Trump's border wall his vanity project and the government shut down crisis of leadership. For now, Trump has said little about her. So, what are her chances? Political strategists believe Harris may be better positioned to build coalitions than some of her party rivals. (laughs) A recent poll gave her an overwhelmingly favorable rating among Democrats. But as a relative newcomer to national politics, many voters may be waiting to hear more from Harris before making up their minds.
1: That clip was courtesy of the New York Times, and that is one of our first half of our show on the topics, Kamala Harris. I'm gonna get into it with Juan and see his thoughts on that. We have a second clip coming up for you guys next. This is regarding the MAGA hat incident and the young man who thinks he didn't do anything wrong. Check this out.
4: Do you feel from this experience that you owe anybody an apology? Do you see your own fault? in any way
0: as far as standing there I had every right to do so I don't i my position is that I was not disrespectful to Mr. Phillips I respect him I'd like to talk to him I mean in hindsight I wish we could have walked away and avoided the whole thing but I can't say that I'm sorry for listening to him and standing there
4: This morning, 16-year-old Nick Sandman standing by his actions in this moment gone viral. The junior at Kentucky's Covington Catholic High School, now the face of this Lincoln Memorial confrontation with Native American elder Nathan Phillips. And what's it been like to be at the center of the storm?
0: Well, I've been, it's weird to see your face on television. I've been reading a lot. uh, And, you know, I've also been getting a lot of messages from people, both support and on. a lot of hateful things.
4: America- Sandman and dozens of his classmates had just finished attending an anti-abortion March for Life rally when they converged with five Hebrew Israelites, a radical movement that is growing more militant according to the Southern Poverty Law Center.
0: They started shouting a bunch of, you know, homophobic, racist, uh, derogatory comments at us.
4: What kinds of things did you hear them say?
0: I heard them call us incest kids, bigots, racists, uh they called us a
5: bunch of incest babies a bunch of child molested
4: did you feel threatened at all
0: i definitely felt threatened
4: there were more of you than them but you felt like they were stronger
0: they were a group of adults and i wasn't sure what was going to happen next
4: It's unclear from the videos who actually started the confrontation. Each side believes it was the first to be taunted. Sandman says his chaperone gave students permission to shout school chants, an attempt, he says, to drown out the Hebrew Israelites. Do you think it was a good idea to start chanting back at the protesters?
0: In hindsight, I wish we had just found another spot to wait for our buses, but uh, at the time being positive seemed better than letting them slander us with all of these things. So I wish we could have walked away.
4: Did anyone shout any insults back or any racial slurs back at the group?
0: Uh, We're a Catholic school and it's not tolerated. They don't tolerate racism, and none of my classmates are racist people.
4: Did anyone say,
0: build the wall? I never heard anyone say, build the wall, and um, I don't think I've seen it in any videos.
4: After a review of the videos, NBC News could not hear anyone shouting that hot-button phrase. But Nathan Phillips claims he heard the teens shout, build the wall. Oh yeah, I heard that. Phillips was with a group of Native Americans coming from an indigenous people's march when he can be seen walking between the students and the protesters.
0: I intervened and things just escalated from there.
4: Phillips says he was trying to defuse the tense situation. Sandman says he was confused about Phillips' motives and why he was there.
0: At first we were unsure of whether he was trying to join in and drum to our chants or what he was doing
4: did you feel like he was trying to get somewhere else to go toward the Lincoln Memorial
0: I'm not sure where he wanted to go and if he wanted to walk past me I would have let him go
4: in that moment he's looking at you you're looking at him what's going through your mind
0: I wanted the situation to die down and uh, I just wish she would have walked away but I knew as long as I kept my composure and didn't do anything that he might perceive as aggressive, or elevation of the conflict. That um, it would hopefully die.
4: Why didn't you walk away?
0: Well, now I wish I would have walked away. I didn't want to be disrespectful to Mr. Phillips and walk away if he was trying to talk to me. But um, I was certainly I was surrounded by a lot of people I didn't know that had their phones out, had cameras and. I didn't want to bump into anyone or seem like I was trying to do something.
4: The center of the firestorm, what critics characterize as a smirk on Sandman's face. Some saying it was an attempt to stare down Phillips. What do you think that looks like?
0: I see it as a smile saying that this is the best you're going to get out of me. You won't get any further reaction of aggression. And I'm willing to stand here as long as you want to hit this drum in my face.
4: What some people see Is a young kid with a smirk on his face. Mm -hmm. What would you say for people who see that and are making a judgment about who you are?
0: Well, people have judged me based off one expression, which I wasn't smirking, but people have assumed that's what I have. And they've gone from there to titling me and labeling me as a racist person, someone that's disrespectful to adults, which. They've had to assume so many things to get there without consulting anyone that can give them the opposite story.
4: We looked at that video and thought about how it felt from the the other's perspective. In other words, there were a lot of you, a handful of the others. Do you think they might have felt threatened by a bunch of young men kind of beating their chests?
0: I mean, I certainly hope they didn't feel threatened by us. Uh, I would just say that the fact remains that they initiated, uh, their comments with us and, uh, I mean, they provoked us into a peaceful response of school spirit.
4: Sandman says he didn't see other students performing what appears to be a tomahawk chop. There's something aggressive about standing there, standing your ground. You both stood your ground. And it was like a stare down. What do you think of that now, when you think about that moment?
0: Oh, I would say Mr. Phillips had his right to come up to me. I had my right to stay there. Um, Our school uh, was slandered by the African-Americans who had called us all sorts of things.
4: As for those red Make America Great Again hats that some students were wearing, Sandman says he bought his that day from a street vendor in Washington. Do you think if you weren't wearing that hat, this might not have happened or it might have been different?
0: That's possible, but I would have to assume what Mr. Phillips was thinking and I'd rather let him speak for why he came up to us.
4: The conflict has caught the president's attention. He tweeted that Sandman and his classmates were treated unfairly and have become symbols of fake news. Sandman says he's appreciative of the president's tweets, but all the attention has taken a toll. What's this been like for you and for your family?
0: It's been terrible. People have threatened our lives.
4: Sandman says he doesn't want to live his life in fear, and he now hopes to come out of this with a deeper understanding of others.
0: I have the utmost respect for Mr. Phillips. It's another person that freely uses First Amendment right, and I want to thank him for his military service as well, and I'd certainly like to speak with him.
4: Well, as mentioned, we, you know, we've interviewed Mr. Phillips a few times, but we invited him again now in light of this conversation, yeah. so I think we're going to hear from him tomorrow on today. There was actually a really interesting moment at the school mm-hmm. yesterday where protesters came, and there was a moment where a young kid who was wearing that red mm-hmm. Make America Great Again hat and another Native American said, you know, maybe we should just sit down. These guys said, maybe yeah. we should talk just about sit it. down and, and talk about yeah, they it. They swapped
0: yeah. phone numbers, yeah. and they agreed to have a meeting. It's nice to see a little
2: thawing in those tensions. Because you saw that moment, and it was yeah. also nice to hear from 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 that uh, that 16-year-old whose whose face and and that expression mm-hmm. that he made for a lot of folks became a symbol, of a lot of mm-hmm. lot of different things. It was good to hear from him yes. for the first time it's since great. we had heard from Mr. Phillips. It'll well, so be good to hear situations. From you folks,
4: actually have videos so people yes. are right. certainly free to make their own judgments about yes. what they mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. happened there. Mm-hmm. By the way, it was an adult in that video. I thought yeah. it was a student, yeah. but yeah. it was an adult yeah. who was there at the protest uh-huh. yesterday.
1: And we are back. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed those two clips. The first one on Kamala Harris and her record. That was courtesy of the New York Times. And the second one was the um, clip from the Today Show, courtesy of the Today Show, where the interview occurred with a young man uh, that had the encounter with the black Israelites and the Native American. And he gave his side of the story. So we're going to get into all of that. Juan has joined us in the Styles Ball Studios. He is on one. What is going on, bro? It's
5: time to stay warm up here in sunny, pretty Minnesota. Freezing, <laughs> hello
3: off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, I saw your. I saw your stuff on Instagram, man. You, you look like you're bundled up and, and you're ready to go. So make sure that you are safe while you are driving out there. And uh, you know, Minnesota is a, a tough place, but I think I think you got it under. Uh, yeah. You got it under control. Well, we um, yeah. got a, back to the house. <laughs> We um got a lot of stuff to talk about. Man, you know, the government is back open. Um Trump has agreed to open the government up uh, the government up for the next 3 weeks and I wanted to know exactly what your thoughts were when you heard that the shutdown was uh well, not not over over, but temporarily over. What did you think about it and why do you think he caved so quickly?
5: I think he's starting to feel a little pressure from everyone uh seeing that they're not getting paid for the last month or whatever. And uh the only problem I'm really having about that is even after this convenience stack of the, uh, the government, he's going to say that even if he still doesn't get what he wants, then he's going to take into his own action to make sure that the law gets built. And I believe that that's going to be a major problem because you have to remember that your party is not necessarily always going to be the party in power. Mm-hmm. So if he makes this decision and goes this route, then whoever's in control next. And have that same president set before them if they, well, Trump did it, so I guess I can do it too. So if somebody says, well, you know, it's time for them to take all the guns because there's just too much killing going on, too many school shootings, and they just say, well, I now decree that there's no more guns allowed in the United States. Whatever is set president because the president before them put that into action. So that's the wrong step that I see that he needs to take.
1: Do you think that could be considered an abuse of his power?
5: No, nah, because he has the ability to do it. Just because he has the ability to do it, do not mean that he should do it, though.
1: Right. That's I guess
5: constitutional right. I don't think that's the right route to take.
1: I guess my question is, why didn't he do it while he had the House?
5: The same thing I'm wondering. The be- last year and a half, he could have put forth that effort to do that, but he waited to the last minute to do it, and now it's too late. Right. He has to go up against another party instead of when his, his party was in house.
1: Right, right. I think what's going to happen in that situation I think what's going to happen in that situation is he he more than likely well, I take it back. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I was going to say he more than likely will do X, but it is Trump and you never know what he's going to do. But I can probably say right. I'm I'm safe to say that the Democrats probably will not go for building a wall. I think they'll give funding for more border security. And more technology to help and prevent people from coming over to you know coming over illegally But I don't believe that they are going to build a wall When I think of walls, I think of um, countries like the old um, Russia old Russia the USSR I think of China and I think of some of those third world countries that have walls so I don't think that they're gonna go for that if he decides to use that power to declare an emergency like he claims that he will, he probably will run into an issue with Democrats. That may further their gain to look at him as far as impeachment, saying that he is not of his sound mind to be able to do those things. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on because to your point, that is correct. If something else happens, such as a school shooting or, you know, another tragedy occurs like a church killing, um, you may run into a situation where that president, that next sitting president thinks that there is an issue that has, you know, and maybe his, maybe his big thing is gun control. And that may be a way for, mm-hmm. for him to en- en- enact uh, a-, a law to, to, you know, remove guns uh, for, you know, for, for gun ownership. So I can definitely see your point there. I really don't think he thinks about it. I think that some of those things are hollow threats, but, I'm just happy that the people that were suffering, that you know, couldn't work, are back to work. They're going to get their back pay, hopefully, here immediately. And the government is back open, at least through uh, Valentine's Day. So we'll have to keep an eye on it and see exactly what he, what he does. It's going to be interesting. Second thing that came up in politics, Kamala Harris is actually running for—she has put in a bid for to run for President of the United States in 2020. Um, one, I don't know— are you familiar with her at all or any of her history?
5: Uh, the only thing I know about her is doing the Kavanaugh hearing. That's about the only thing I really know about her or seen her in
1: action. Right. A lot of people recognize her face um, from the Kavanaugh, uh, questioning the way that she was grilling them, And she has also voted against the majority of the Trump uh, electees. Um, to uh, be assigned to the uh, administration, but she also has an interesting past. She was uh, district attorney um, of in uh, in Oakland, if I am correct. She also was the first black uh, attorney general of California. But there has been a lot of backlash here recently regarding her history. She's moving more to the left now. But a lot of people are saying that, she, and saying and her actions show that she wasn't that way before. And I got a uh, interesting article that I read uh, that I found on AfroPunk, and it's uh, some interesting things. And I'm going to read a few of the experts from it. Um, this is just someone's opinion on her running for president. And it starts off. She's uh, one of the parts says it is. Whether it was declining to advocate for legalization of marijuana in California in which black people are arrested at the highest rate or her failure to support body cameras for the police while simultaneously opposing legislation that would require her office to independently investigate police shootings, Kamala is not for the people. She even defended the three strikes law in which black people are incarcerated at a rate 12 times higher than whites. Kamala Harris has demonstrated through her actions that she does not value black lives, but rather supports our death via the carceral state. Support, uh, it goes on to say she supports the death penalty, which is a modern-day form of lynching that has executed hundreds of innocent people and also disproportionately affects black people, proves that she doesn't value black lives. Kamala even advocated that an innocent black man named Kevin Cooper who was a death row inmate and had a trial that was rooted in over overt racism and corruption, be executed. She advocated for this even though Kevin had DNA evidence that proved his innocent, yet Kamala Harris opposed it until the New York Times exposed the case. Not only has she failed to support policies that might improve the lives of black people, she has defended the need for prison slavery. What's dangerous about Kamala is that she weaponizes civil rights language, however, her actions prove otherwise. For instance, she said, the idea that we incarcerate people to have indentured servitude is one of the worst possible perceptions. I feel very strongly about that. It evokes images of chain gangs. Despite making the connection between prison labor and chain gangs, she pushed back against a federal order to expand an early parole program, arguing that it would deplete their stock of prison labor, especially inmates who fight wildfires. Keep in mind, these inmates make a dollar an hour, which is a form of slavery. Kamala is not only a super cop, but an adamant defender of the institution of policing that is rooted in slave patrols. Again, this is the opinion of someone coming from an article on Afropunk. It says um, she weaponized words like truth, justice, and equality, and her campaign slogan is for the people. And they basically are saying it's propaganda, the campaign strategy isn't something new, Rather, it follows what I refer to as the Obama plan. The Obama plan is a campaign strategy that will center a civil rights type narrative such as hope and will. Also use all the elements of blackness we like in order to get a black person elected. This campaign uses the popular aesthetics of blackness despite the action of Harris being fundamentally anti-black. So she made this announcement on Martin Luther King Day, um, one on our holiday last week. And she's received a lot of backlash online, as well as from other so-called woke people that are, are that are popular out there, like Tariq Nasheed and a few others. And the thing that the thing that concerns me is I don't have a problem with them saying, "Well, what about this record? What about that record? And what she's actually doing?" The thing I have a problem with is the fact that I always feel like we are looking for a handout. So one, so I don't have a problem with, um, you know, with her running. I think people people can change their minds. They can move. They can look back on things and say, hey, when I was doing this, I was ambitious. I was, you know, I made some bad decisions. But now that I'm in Washington, I see how this works and I see how impactful this is. Um, she's been getting a lot of backlash from people like Tariq Nasheed and, and some others that are so-called woke um, talking about her and her record, saying that this is just a ploy. And the problem that I have with that is I don't think it's a ploy. Uh, obviously, she wants to win. She's going to do and say everything that she possibly can to get people to vote for. That's what politicians do. This is no different whether it's a Republican or someone else. The problem I have is a lot of a lot of people of color coming out and saying that things like she's been blocking black people up for years or she's been locking people up, you know, people up for years and all this other stuff. And, you know, you go back and you research on some of this stuff, and she didn't handle some of the things the way that I would have handled it. But people have to start understanding that when you're in a job, you're, you're the attorney general or you're the prosecutor. It is your job to lock people up. That is your job. You right. They present you with evidence of a crime and it is their job to best – serve and lock those people up for the state and I don't think people understand that when you're in a position such as one of those two positions that she was in you have to understand this young lady went to this woman went to Howard she went to law school you know and all this stuff she's not going to sacrifice her job to give y'all a hookup because that's how I look at it you know we are always looking for these leaders and these people that we vote for To hook us up. And what I mean by that is that hookup mentality is, well, you know, what are you doing for black folks or what are you doing for brown folks? Um, One person, first of all, first off, cannot change laws. Let's just put that out there. We know that. And you always hear people say, oh, you know, she's not who they are. You know, same thing with Obama. Obama, his second year. Oh, he didn't do anything for black people. And I think that we look at that too much. We have to start looking at ourselves first. And we need to start, you know, um, supporting each other and, and, and supporting each other and bringing each other up before we start bringing the people down. We have to understand what they stand for and why they and why they do the things that they do. You know, um, I got a couple of questions that I'll ask here in a few minutes, but what's, what's your thoughts on what I'm saying, Juan? We
5: have to get past this idea of voting. People just because of what they look like or what box they fall into. And beyond that, we have to start taking responsibility for ourselves, as you were saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: We can always find somebody else to be the fall guy or the blame for what is happening to us. But like I always like to say when the people try to bring up the civil rights, don't ever confuse what they did to us what we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what the problem is. We always want to claim. Um, white supremacy and all that. When something happens to us, but we never want to look at. Okay, well, what are we doing to bring on these things? Right. Is our actions doing something to make people feel the way that they're feeling about us? Not that. Not saying that it's right, but is it something that we might be doing that is wrong? I mean, if you're selling drugs on the corner and it's all right because it's one of your friends, but then somebody around the block does it, then you want to call the police on them. What's the difference? Right. They're still doing wrong, either way you look at it. So you can't have your opinion Well, it's all right if my crew do it, if my family do it, if my son does it. You can bring your money to my house, but then the people around the street, where well, you want to lock them up because they're doing the exact same thing. It's not right. Right. You have to understand that the justice system is for everybody, not just for one person. If somebody steals out of your house, you will want to prosecute
3: you. Mm-hmm. So
5: don't try to say, well, you need to have mercy on my son because he stole. Well, your son should have been stealing. It's like the same person should have been stealing from you. Mm-hmm. Wrong is wrong either way you look at it.
1: Do you think we use that too much as an excuse over time, even though we know some of these things are true? An example of that, st- 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 blah, I can't even say it. Statistically, it does show that blacks and whites smoke weed equally. Okay, so that's that's one statistic. Blacks and whites smoke weed equally. However, it is well known that more black and brown people are locked up for minor drug offenses than whites are. And so over time, the media, the news, they always show black and brown people being locked up. Now we don't always know what they're being locked up for, et cetera. So I think that there has been a stereotype and a stigma that when you see somebody black being locked up, oh, they were selling drugs or they robbed somebody or they they committed some form of a crime to get them locked up. We don't know the severity of that crime. However, I think that over time it's built up so much that we, meaning people of color, we have started using that as an excuse on things that we know that are wrong for being locked up. An example: Kamala Harris said that it was said that she refused to release prisoners, non uh, nonviolent offenders, when the the uh, uh, When the prison started becoming overpopulated in California, they went to her and said, hey, what do you think about this? We can release some of these nonviolent offenders to get, you know, to take down the, you know, the overpopulation. And she refused. One thing that I want to bring up is just because you're a nonviolent offender doesn't mean that you're not a career criminal. Most of these people, Mm -hmm. most of these people go out. If they rob, if they, you know, they carjack your car, they take your car, they steal your car and you know, that's what they got locked up for, and they get out, more than likely they're going to come back out and steal a car again. That's the thing right. that they have. A lot of these people are habitual habitual uh, criminals. They've been in once. They got a break. They've been in twice. They got a break. Now they're before the judge again a third time, and then they get locked up. How about it, How about doing something simple? Hey, I got locked up one time. I'm not trying to get locked up again. I need to do something. I need someone to help me overcome this obstacle that I have. And by any means, we don't want anyone to think that Juan or I are trying to be bougie or we're trying to say that we right, don't that we don't understand that people got to do what they got to do. If someone is out there hustling some type of way, whether it's drugs, whether it's scamming, whether it's stealing, to provide for their family because of a situation that they are in, what they should be doing, if they're, you know, if that's what they're doing to provide for their family, that's different. I'm hoping that when they're doing that, they are trying to get out of that situation. But a lot of these people that are being locked up are not trying to get out of the situation. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to get out of the situation. And then when they finally get caught, they say, oh, well, I need a break. I have kids. I have this and that. Well, you didn't think about that. This is the third time that you appeared before this court. And now you, you, you're screaming you're whining about being locked up. But because this lady is black, you think that she should release you because you're considered a non, uh, you know, a criminal that doesn't commit violence. You think she should release you just because. You still broke the law, bro. You still broke the law. Right. Exactly. That's the problem that I have. We always want to come down on people that have worked hard and done all the right things that we've done. We want to call them sellouts or if they start their own business or if they are trying to do something positive, we always want to come down on them and not support them. But we'll go out here and we'll support every single celebrity that's out there who don't, who don't even know us, who don't care about us Mm -hmm. and will not do anything to help us out of the cause. Some of them, but we don't want to support someone that's trying to do something positive. That's the reason why we're in a state of where we are now. That's my point. We have to fix ourselves before we start trying to bring someone else down. That lady went to college for four years. That lady went to law school for four years. She gets a job that she's worked hard for. She's ambitious, obviously, because she was a DA. And then from becoming a DA, she became the top cop of the state of California. And you think that she's going to not lock up, release people, That could have made their choices differently the same way that she did. I don't blame her one bit at that time. Now, as she's gotten on to Washington and become become a senator, she probably really, really sees how things work. And she realizes that something needs to be fixed because now she's talking about criminal reform. And, you know, the problem that I have is we always looking for a hookup. Stop looking for the hookups. People will help you when they see that you're trying to help yourself. But if you're looking for a hookup and a handout, I'm not going to help you. You got to go out here and and get it just like I got it. You got to go out here and work for everything that you got. That, that, That formula for me, Warren, in my opinion, has not changed. That formula has not changed. If you're not putting in the work, you're not going to get anything out of it. That's just the bottom line. So if you want to go out there and you want to, you know, be on the corner, you want to try to get, you know, what's not even real money that fast. You want to get the fast money and then turn around. Your relatives want to blame the person that locked you up because you decided to make that decision. That's on you. I don't agree with what she the decisions that she made during that time, but I do respect her. We got to get out of that notion, man. I'm not even saying, I don't know, that's all I know about her. I don't know if she's a good person or not, but I know how we are. You know what I'm saying? I know that our expectations is, because she's of color, that she should be doing something for us, period. And we got to get out of that mentality. We should be doing something for ourselves first. That's well, my We've
5: gotten so accustomed to, to people giving us things that we expect things from people all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not about people... Giving you things about people trying to put you on a pedestal that you can take care of yourself. Like that old adage, if you're a man, uh, a fish, you feed him for once. But mm-hmm. if you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
5: what we're not looking for. We all want people to handle that fish instead of teaching us how to fish. Right. When we do learn how to fish, then it's on us to try to share what we have with somebody else. Okay, brother, this is how I did what I did. You can do the same thing. You don't have to be on the corner doing this. You don't have to be selling your body for this or for that. This is how you can make money legally and money that you can keep.
3: But mm-hmm. you
5: don't have to worry about throwing it to the jail cell or throwing it to a lawyer to get you out of jail. This is your money that you can keep if you just know how to manage it and take care of it. Everybody, like you said, everybody wants that fast dollar, that thick dollar, but that money don't last long.
1: Nope.
5: Because you have to always think about it. If somebody, somebody's going to try to rob you, the police going to try to take it from you, you're going to get locked up, the lawyers are going to be paid. But it's not real money. It's just, it's just throwaway money. That's all it is. You just living a fake
1: lifestyle. That's 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 the big thing with me, you know. And um and, and I apologize to the listeners for going on to that rant, but it just irks me that we feel like somebody should give us something or that sh- this this lady who's uh obviously highly intelligent to get to where she is, it's it's no different than you know, when you're coming up and you're coming out of college, you're thinking about, man, I need to get a car, I need to get money. That's the mentality, but then you realize as you get older that life isn't about more than money. You know what I mean? Money right. is money is a tool for you to to use um, for 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 things. That's what money is. You realize that life is really about living your life to the fullest and having a family and you know spending time with your family and doing those things. Life is not about money. There, you, you don't know how many people out there that are millionaires, billionaires, that are depressed. They can have anything in the world. Mm-hmm. They can buy anything in the world and wake up every day depressed. Or say, yeah, you know, I, right. yeah, or say, hey, I wish I could live like that guy and just be normal for one day, you know, or just live my life without having to worry about all these other things because of money. We got to get out of that, man. We got to fix ourselves. We got to start supporting ourselves. We got to start our own businesses. We got to start, you know, reaching out to people for, you know, apprenticeships. We got to start getting an OG or a mentor, someone that can help me in, in situations that I haven't experienced before that understands what I'm trying to do. Because everybody doesn't have to go to college, but you can go to junior college and and get a trade. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have to go to college and have a big CEO uh, you know executive position someplace but you can go to a local business and sit down and talk to someone and tell them your situation find out how you can get a paid internship to work with them and and learn a skill or a trade but see we're making too many excuses and yeah. that's the part that pisses me okay, off look
5: how, how much money elections and plumbers and stuff like that make
1: exactly they're not going anywhere those Four, positions two, aren't going a, anywhere
5: two years exactly you're always going to break something.
1: You're always going to need something to take. Mm-hmm. Same thing with barbers. And
5: that's what, like, a, maybe a two-year degree? Yeah. Yep. A two-year degree? Yep. six-month degree? Yep. Instead of just throwing your life away for
1: nothing. I don't understand it. And I think as long as we keep that mentality of, hey, you should be doing more for some black people. No, we have to do more for ourselves. We have to invest our dollars back into our community and stop giving our money away. I I saw something. Um, I saw where did I see this at? I saw it. I something that was on television. Maybe it was a documentary. Or something I was watching, and it compared the different ethnicities on how long a dollar is actually kept. They compared white, black, Jewish, right. and it showed like white and black people. Um, I mean white and Jewish people. The dollar was kept within the community for 20 to 30 days, right? When it got down to black people, the dollar was kept within the community for four hours. So days to hours, that's what it's come to. So you know, there are people that are out there that will help. There are programs that are out there. There are a lot of things that we can get out there. I just get tired of people knocking other people because this person put in the work and you didn't. That should make you want to go harder or get out of your situation. You know, and I know people are probably I'll probably get some backlash or people will say, well, you know, Frank, everybody's situation is is not like that. Let me tell you something. Everybody can get out of any situation if they really want to.
3: Yep.
1: Anybody can get out of situations if they really want to. It's about the decisions yep, and choices. Sometimes it might take longer. Yep.
3: Yeah,
5: sometimes it might take longer, but it can be done.
1: Yes. Because if somebody sees you out there really trying, and I mean really trying, not because somebody told you to do something, but because somebody is showing, because you're showing initiative on your own and you're trying, people are more apt to help you. If you come to somebody with a plan, people are more apt to help you. But if you just talk all the time about what you're not getting and why you're not getting it because this lady who's doing her job don't want to release me, that's a problem. She didn't tell you to go out there and sell? How about being trying to be a law-abiding citizen? Or how about after the first or second time you got caught, that you go sit your ass down somewhere and try to figure out how you're going to get out of these situations? Exactly. That's what needs to happen. So I'm not going to continue to talk about that. But, you know, I just found it interesting. I, I just hate that piece where, you know, people are looking at her. Well, her record was this, and she didn't do this, and she didn't do that. Okay, so, what did you expect? You know, <laughs> you know, before you step out there and commit a crime, that if you get caught, you could get locked up, right? You, you, exactly. Typically, I know if I go out here and break somebody's window, there's a chance of me getting caught and someone seeing me, and I can get locked up. So, you know, if you, <laughs> if you don't want to get caught, stop doing it. And usually, by the time these people figure this stuff out, it's too late and they locked up young and they in prison for 10 years, 12 years, longer. Mm-hmm. Or they're older and they don't have nothing to show for their life because they didn't realize the things that they needed to do when they were younger because they didn't listen.
3: Yep.
1: So let's stop making the excuses, y'all. Let's stop making the excuses. Let's support each other. Let's get out there and do what we need to do. And then once we do that, we can come back and start calling people out like kamala harris out for the things that she's not doing for our community we got to fix ourselves first and that's the end of my rant on on uh on uh kamala harris but i just that just uh that just ticks me off one of the questions one that we did have though was someone said had she been white would anybody be questioning it
5: as far as what part
1: questioning her record, if,
5: mean the, the, the record. Mm-hmm. uh Probably not, because they, they just take assumption that this is a racist person, this is just somebody that's against people. So, of course, they're not going to dig too deep into it. Mm-hmm. So, they're going have this that if they're doing this to this person and she's a different colors, then it must be because of the racism. Not because she's trying to do the job that she swore that she's going to do, but because of alternative motives.
1: Right. Right. So I, def- I don't
5: think now they probably wouldn't even, even care about it.
1: I agree with that. The other question was, is it possible that people are looking for just basically fair treatment outside of the hookup mentality? I think what they're asking is, well, I think everybody wants fair treatment, right? But I think you, in my opinion, I know all things, all things aren't right. We know that there are corrupt police officers. We know that there are states that do corrupt things to people of color. But I think in most cases, if you haven't done anything before, if you've never been locked up, or you never had a criminal record, in most cases, you're not locked up the first time. I, I mean, I, I, and I may be wrong, but I think in, in most instances, unless it is something like murder or, you know, or something like that, you're not locked up the first time. So I think that, of course, people are looking for fair treatment outside of the hookup mentality, but what I'm saying is we got to get away from the hookup mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stop thinking that, Someone's going to hook us up because they black and I'm black. They're not going to sacrifice their job for me. That's why we just don't need to be getting involved in it in the first place.
5: Right. So. do I'm going go in, go in just doing something with the mentality where I'm going to get out for it because somebody's going to look out for me. Right. But you never know who's going to look out for you. So the person you might be thinking going to look out for you. Can't or don't have the power to look out for you. That's right. So it's better to not do the wrong thing from the beginning. And that's. Dip it in the book. And
1: I think that's what people forget. I think that, you know, they look at her position and the positions that she had and they think all, you know, all instances are on her. But we also got to remember she had a boss as well. Her boss would be the governor. So if right. the, the the governor of the state comes to her and says, We can't do that, then she can't do it. And and people See, that's what we got to educate ourselves on. We got to educate ourselves on how these things work. You know what I'm saying? Like if the governors, if the governor of California says, you know what, I'm worried about these wildfires, we don't know. She could have said, she could have said, Hey, I think that we can let some of these offenders out behind the scenes, right? And the governor says, No, we're not gonna mm-hmm. do that. We 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 can't do that. Wildfire breaks out, you know, we don't have enough, we we need those people. What is she supposed to do? Go back and defy what her boss just told her? That's not going to happen. So we have to think and educate ourselves on how this stuff actually works before we just go on these rants about, oh, she's not for whoever. We don't know what happened. And like I said, I don't know if I'm going to vote for her. I don't know what she really – I hear what she's saying she stands for. But I also know that there are other candidates that are going to be coming up, and we just shouldn't knock each other. we got to fix this stuff that we – um, that we're talking about, fix ourselves, support each other, and then come back to these politicians that we feel owe us something because they got our vote. That's what we need to do. So we're gonna move on from that um, one. I think we got that one in. <laughs> I think we, I think we got the point across on that one there. So um, we'll we'll look to see what Kamala Harris uh, brings to the table as the year progresses. So man, there was this instance in Washington where a group of kids were confronted by some black Israelites. They were all from a Catholic school waiting on a bus, and they were visiting. I guess they were there for a field trip there in Washington. They were from Kentucky. And uh, a lot of the kids had on...
5: They were there for the um, March for Life or something like that. Oh, okay. This is a March uh, for...
1: Pro-Life. Pro-Life demonstration or rally. Okay. Yeah. And, uh and, And so as they were waiting for their bus... Uh, There were a group of Israelites that were also there. Black Israelites. Those of you may not know, Black Israelites are a group of black men uh, that dress almost in, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's Islamic garb. I don't want to offend any races, but I'm not sure what they dress in. But anyway, you would recognize them if you saw them. And they speak a lot of, they use a lot of things from the Bible, a lot of verses to, um, you know, to get people, especially people of color. I've run into them a couple of times in Buffalo, uh, as well as here in North Carolina, uh, where they, they're speaking on things about things in the community and try to get you to join their organization and, and to abide by their organization. They're almost very, I don't know one, if you would say they're almost cult-like, if you will, they're kind of cult-like.
5: Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Yeah.
1: They're, they're cult-like. <laughs> they're very cult. I'm going to make this one up. They're very cultish. Uh You can check. uh, You can YouTube them and see what I'm talking about. However, so this group of predominantly, I think they were all white. Actually, these kids from Kentucky there for this rally were waiting for their buses. They were there with their chaperones. The black Israelites were there, and the black Israelites started their propaganda. They started saying some things to the kids, um, you know, things that shouldn't even been said. You know, saying saying that they were incest kids. They were racist crackers, a whole bunch of stuff that kids of that age obviously should not hear. But in the meantime, as this is going on between the Israelites and the kids from Kentucky, a native uh, group of Native Americans come up, one with a drum. Uh, and I, I'm not sure where he came from or what he was trying to do, maybe interacting and then, you know to calm everything down a little bit. Uh, and there was a basically a face off between one of the kids wearing while he was wearing a Make America great hat and the Native American while the Native American was beating the drum, the young man stood there and had this smirk on his face. And the next thing you know, this video went out of this whole confrontation and it went viral. And the way that it was portrayed was the fact that the kid, was being disrespectful to the Native American because of his the way that he was standing and because of the smirk that he actually had on his face wearing the Make America Great hat on. Come to find out, this was not the case. We later found there was other video that the Israelites, the black Israelites, had started with the kids, and to drown them out, the kids asked for permission to do school chants from the um, people that were there with them and so they started doing, you know, drowning out the noise from the black Israelites. And then the drum was beating while the Native American was beating the drum. And it just just blew up. So, Juan, I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on this situation. Is this, was that kid the face of a kid that was showing his white privilege?
5: To me, was just a scared kid in a situation that he was not should have been in. Mm-hmm. This all, all started with the Black Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. They were going in on Indians first. They were saying that because of you worshiping these totem poles and these animals and all this, this is why the white man is coming and taking your land from you. And so there were several Native Americans that were trying to calm down the Black Hebrew right? And so stop saying what you're saying, stop doing what you're doing. We're just here for a uh, peaceful rally because a lot of those people, the Indians, were there for a some kind of wall uh don't build a wall, something they had going on. Oh okay. They had three different people there at the same time. And so they just going around saying, Well y'all please keep it down, we're not bothering y'all, just leave you alone, whatever, whatever. And then some of the Indians started being disrespectful to the Israelites, going back at them, being racist to them, cursing at them, yada yada. And so what happened was was the uh the Catholic kids were just standing around watching them, watching between the Israelites the Indians confronting one another. So then the um, Israelites started saying, why are you over here messing with us, talking to the Indians? Why don't you go mess with the, the, the white children over there, the dirty the, the crackers over there? Why are you talking to us like this? Why don't you go mess with them? So that's how the, the Catholics got drawn to that, because they were just on the, stand, the sidelines, standing around just watching,
3: mm-hmm. and the,
5: the Israelites called them out. So all this was going on back and forth, like you said, saying, they were asking... So they do chance to drown out what they were saying. And so this one Native American decided that he was going to bring the reins from his people and started just getting into that kid's face and just start beating the drum. So I, bet, I guess it's all because the kid had on the hat and they came there for that protest for not building the wall, and they just assumed that since they were supporting Trump that he must support the wall.
3: Mm-hmm. So the kid
5: actually didn't do anything. He was just standing there. He was smirking. There's a lot of things he could have done if he's a different type of person. If somebody gets right in your face being a drum in your face, it would take a good person not to try to react to that person. But the only thing that he decided to do was, I'm just going to stand here and smile. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to, to stay calm. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get agitated because what could happen if I try to do something um, to this man? It could cause a whole lot of trouble that I don't want to call. Right. So He just said that I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to smile and put a smile on my face. You might look at it as a smirk. But to him, it was just a smile. He was just smiling. This man is beating this woman in his face. I don't know this man. I haven't been in tune to this man. I haven't done anything to this man. Because the media first said that the children were surrounding the Indian. Later, they found out that the Indian approached the children.
3: Hmm. Okay. They
5: had to go back uh, down and fix that because they realized that, no, this is not what happened. The children were not trying to. Uh, do something to the Indians. The Indian to came and got into their face. So I guess that one of the Indians decided, you know what, the black Israelites, all right, I'm going to do something about this. Because you can hear in one of the videos, he's, he's shouting, uh, here come Gad, here come Gad. And I believe that's one of the tribes of Israel. So I guess he's saying that here come one of our brothers standing up and trying to do the right thing. I guess that's, I guess that's the point he's trying to make.
1: Uh, that was the black Israelites that said that? Yeah. Okay. Here
5: come Gad, here come Gad. Well, so I'm, I'm just... Assuming that he's referring to one of the tribes of Israel, is that's one of my brothers right there? He's going to, to stand up for what's right and what's wrong.
1: Got you. What was wrong? Got you. Got you. Yeah, that that um, because you sent me that video and I when I saw the video, I was like, okay, um, because the uh, I forgot who it was, but the host of the show said basically he didn't show that clip and I, when I was talking to you about it, he said that the first time I he showed the clip where the young um, Native American said. Hey guys, could you you know just calm down, just relax. You know we're not bothering you. we're not here for that. And then apparently there were another group of Native Americans that came forth and said, you know, they weren't so nice. <laughs> they they were going in just yeah. as bad as the Israelites were. And then I think that's what broke it out. So basically, what we had here were three different groups, ethnic, uh, different ethnic groups there that. Just built up a cauldron that something could have happened. Thank God, nothing did. But it could have erupted it into into right. violence if it would have went the other way. I guess my question is, and the problem that I have, one, the chaperones that were there with the young men, um, and and I told you when you and I were talking back and forth via message, I was like, they knew exactly what they were doing, and I I, I felt that way only because I'm talking about the kids because they all had the Make America Great Hats on, right? You know what those hats stand for. You know how people feel about those hats, and so you're at you're there with those hats on. In my opinion, this is just my opinion only. My opinion was you could have still came to your rally um, without those hats, and maybe this wouldn't have been just as bad. Because immediately, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, Juan. Immediately, when you see someone wearing that hat you automatically assume that they're a racist, right? So what happened was those kids came up there. The Israelites were out there. They saw those kids with those hats on. And that was, if anybody that listens to this podcast knows about the black Israelites, as soon as they saw those red hats, they were going to jump on that already. They would have jumped on the kids regardless of the hats, but that really gave them a motive to really get started. Would you agree with that one?
5: Yeah, but just because that do not mean that it's right to do that. No, 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 no. A lot no. of people are making... Well, what I'm saying is a lot of people are jumping on this hat, but what has the hat done? Mm-hmm.
3: Nothing. Mm-hmm.
5: You, I've seen groups of black children wearing these hats, so you're going to say that they're racist as well? Mm. You can't say that. But so that hat means different things to different people. Right. I mean, I've seen in the news more people being assaulted wearing the hat than people wearing a hat assaulting people.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I have yet to see a video clip or a picture or anything of somebody wearing a hat assaulting anybody. Of course, they try to do it this weekend, say that, well, these children were wearing a hat because was on the Indians, but come to find out, they weren't doing anything.
3: Mm-hmm. They were on this.
5: own What is really about the hat that really triggers people to have this emotion? I,
1: I think what it is, Juan, is... is I, I I think what it is is what that hat to some people stands for. And when you see the hat, you immediately think of Donald Trump. He that, That's the hat that he wore during his campaign. That's the hat that he wears whenever he's traveling abroad. That's his slogan. So when you think about the things that he has actually said and you think about how he has conducted himself the last two years, people automatically are gonna feel some type of way about a person that is actually wearing that hat. That doesn't mean that it's right, I agree with you. I don't think that the black Israelites should have been saying the things that they said to those kids, especially their kids, right? But at the same time, I also know that on I, I understand both sides. I know that the kids have every right to wear whatever they want, whenever they want, and however they want. But I also know that I can't, you know, I wouldn't dare go and wear a clan shirt and say boys in the hood the real boys in the hood right you've seen those t-shirts before and it's got the Klansman uh, symbol on there that person has every right to wear that shirt but I wouldn't necessarily walk around um, if I was you know uh, a person of non-color if I was white I wouldn't necessarily walk around with a shirt because someone is going to take you as immediately being racist Well, someone might say well it's just a shirt well what does that shirt stand for? And I think that's what that hat has become. And I know everybody that has those hats are not, you know, racist. They're supporting the president. They're supporting Donald Trump. It's no different than you wearing your favorite college team hat. It's no different than wearing your favorite football team's hat. You know, or any sporting team's hat. It, it, it's no different. However, he was wearing
5: a W hat for for George Bush or wearing an O hat for
1: Obama. Uh huh. Exactly. But I think people assume that because of the things that Donald Trump has said, because of the way that he has acted, when you wear that MAGA hat, that is a problem for a lot of people. So when the Israelites saw those white kids, think about it, a whole group of white kids from the state of Kentucky all wearing MAGA hats, that gave them the fuel to start and ignite the fire even more. Because, like I said, they would have went on. They would have went in on them anyway, because that's what they do. But when they saw those hats, that gave them right. in their in their thought process even more of a means or a reason to come at the kids the way that they did. Um, I think that the chaperones could have did a better job. The chaperones, when they asked if they can do the chance, I think that the chaperones shouldn't have allowed them to do the chance. And the way to deescalate that type of situation would have been to take those kids away as far as away as they could and have the buses come someplace else. But that didn't happen, and um, it's a it could have been a serious situation. I know two days after that, the school was locked down because of threats that were made to those students as well as the young man that was uh, in front of the Native American while he was beating the drum. Yeah, I
5: mean, why would grown people be threatening children? That that's what I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. You have people in Hollywood and all these other places, tweeting and 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 doing all this other stuff. Well, why?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Why are you threatening children?
1: I, you know, it's one of those situations. So, you know,
5: children are supposed to be so precious. Are they only precious if they believe what you believe in? Mm. Is that what they're trying to say?
1: That's a pretty as good long point. If
5: for what I'm for, then I'll stand up for you. But I want you to have your own mind, your own opinion. It's either my way or the highway.
3: Hmm. And
5: that's not what America is based on. America is based on you having your own rights, your own freedom, your own thoughts, your own opinion. Mm-hmm. That's why America works, because everybody has the ability to speak whatever they believe is true and not have anybody take the speech taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Just like the, the black Israelites had the right to stand there and do whatever they wanted to spew out. Mm-hmm. And nobody told them, you can't do that. That's against the law. No, that's their freedom of speech. That's R- what the First Amendment guarantees them. That's what it gives them the ability to say that. You might not agree with it. You might not want to hear it, but they still have the right to say it. What's funny if is. What
1: What's funny is, one of them actually said that while they were there because they were trying to tell them to, to shut up or go away or something. And yeah. one of them, <laughs> I heard in the video, one of them actually said, This is my freedom of speech. I have every right to be here and say. You know, to say whatever I want to say. I don't know. I don't know so when we e-
3: just have to learn
5: how to respect other people's opinions.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Even though we don't agree with them, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by you. Even though I might hate what you say, I'm gonna stand by you because you have that right to do that. Now, if I take away your freedom of speech, just what they can do, they can take away mine as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you do you think that that well, is... I
5: might not agree with?
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: Mike what
1: else? I was gonna say. I was, I was gonna, gonna,
5: gonna say that. Even if it's a clan leader, I might not stand for what the clan stands for. But you have a right to say what you want to say. Right. And if a person sees my speech and my language and say, "Well, it's hateful." Guess what? They can take away my speech just as well.
1: hmm
5: We have to be careful about what we consider to be hate speech. So because even though something is hate speech, they still have a right to say it.
1: So do you think? Do you think that is the problem in today's society here in the United States that we we like things when it's our way, but we don't like things when they're not?
5: Everybody loves preaching to the choir, but you don't want to have a conversation with anybody else because if they don't agree with us, then we automatically deem them to be racist or sexist or homophobic just because they might have an opinion that doesn't align with my opinion.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
5: not that's not right. Just because I don't like what you do I don't agree with what you do don't mean that I hate you. Just because I don't like two men singing with each other don't mean that I hate those men. I just don't like the lifestyle that they live. Right. That doesn't mean that if they're so, I wouldn't come help them hungry, I wouldn't feed them. If the thirst, I wouldn't give them on the drink. I just don't agree with that lifestyle. I don't think that's what God quick man on here for, to sleep with other men or women to speak with other women. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean that i want to try to kill you or take your life.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: That's another story. I just don't agree with those things that you do.
1: Well, one of the things, um, and you'll hear it in the clip, uh, one of the things that the young man said, they, he was asked about Um, the MAGA hats and, you know, the racist. And one of the things that the young man actually said was, we are a Catholic school. Racism is not tolerated at all. None of my friends are racist, at least that I know of, and it is not tolerated at our school. So, I'm going to give the kid the benefit of the doubt, you know, give him the benefit, uh... However, I do know that, you know, obviously Kentucky is one of those states from which Donald Trump won. Um, it is a state where you have, I don't want to, I hate saying less educated because it sounds like I'm saying like other states are more educated than other, but that is a fact. Uh, it is one of the states where, you know, when you have more rural area, it's Kentucky, right? So um, it, it's, I, I get both sides. In my opinion, the black Israelites, although they are entitled to their opinion, I I, I walked away saying exactly what you said. You're not saying this to adults. You're saying this to children. And regardless of what their color was or how you felt about a situation, they are still kids. Their minds are not even remotely shaped for some of the things that you are actually saying. They probably don't even really know who you are or why you are there. So, I definitely didn't feel comfortable in that situation for those children because had that been my child, I would have been highly upset that they were saying those type of sure. things. But just
5: think about it. How would we react as old members that were saying at the black Tooth? Look at those dirty niggas over there. How how would we really feel about that? Mm-hmm. We'll be thirty out about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. You are absolutely right. But this is this is this is why we have this is why we have podcasts, this is why we have conversations. I've said this before. We got to start having conversations. We got to start having conversations amongst ourselves civilly, regardless of our views. And if we don't, things like this will continue to happen. Now, imagine if one of those kids got hurt. Imagine if the Black Israelites decided that they were going to incite some type of violence. Anything could have occurred. We have to be careful about the things that we say. We have to be careful about how we think. You know, there needs to be a more hands-on approach and more discussions. And I think that's I think that's what we've lost in this country. I think we've lost sitting down and having open and honest discussions about the things that are valued mostly to us so people like to try to for example racism people like to try to sweep racism on the rug even though they know it exists they're uncomfortable talking about it well the reason that they're uncomfortable talking about it is because we have made it uncomfortable for people to talk about it we've said we have said those aren't things that you should be talking about and so people don't feel comfortable about talking about it you know even myself, I, you know sometimes I have to make sure that I am saying things the right way so that I don't offend anyone and I want to make sure that I don't offend anyone because that's never my intention when I'm talking about some of the subject matter that we talk about on this podcast. You know, We're not racist. We're talking about things to give you an opinion on from our point of view and to be open and honest about it. That's why it's called the Let's Be Honest podcast so that you can speak intelligently, and we give you information and you can walk away and form your own opinion. Doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. Doesn't mean any of our guests have to agree with it. Doesn't mean that Juan has to agree with it. But we can, you can listen to the podcast and say, not only did I learn something, but I can respect these guys because they are allowing me to come up with my own decision. And so I, you know, looking back on that whole thing, you know, it could have been de escalated, but it goes back to Juan. The, the the Catholic school had the right to be there, right? The Israelites had the right to be there, and the Native Americans had the right to be there. You know, so...
5: And I, and, and I, and I really... One of the bad guys that we really don't point out is the media.
1: Mm-hmm. The media
5: want to blow the story out of proportion without getting the facts together.
3: And yeah. we
5: fall for it every time. They give us this information, everybody gets all riled up, and then most of the time they don't even come back and say, well, this is what really happened. They just leave it like it is. But we have this... This idea of this is what the story is about, and we're still mad about something that happened ten years ago. That was fixed two weeks later after it happened, and the media doesn't go and recant what they said. They just leave it like it is, and everybody's still upset about something that they really didn't understand from the beginning. So we have to be careful about just getting outraged about what the media puts out there without really understanding what's going on. Know the whole story before you really form an opinion. Get all the sides, not just one side.
1: Yeah, I agree. One thing for sure is this. In this society that we are in, people are more people are more obsessed with things that are negative than they are with things that are yep. positive. That's that's just facts. Yep. Uh, and I'll give you an example of that. One one example of that is Donald Trump and prison reform. Right, he passed the bill so that um, uh, you know some of those people that were first time offenders or have been locked up for a long period of time for, for you know for small violations for having drugs so that they can get out. You know, the, he, 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 pra- he passed something to help with uh prison reform. Now you correct me if I'm wrong, Juan, but isn't that something that people of color have been asking for, for years? Yes. Yeah. But you don't hear anybody talking about it. Nope. Why is that now? Everybody knows on this podcast that I am not a supporter of Donald Trump, but I give credit to people when their credit is due. He passed that bill. Right. And it's definitely going to help a lot of people of color. It's going to help people of non-color as well. But nobody's talking about that. Why is that? That's something positive. That's something that I can say, you know what? He did that. That that was good. That's a good thing that he's done. I agree with that. Because it's going to benefit everybody.
5: Because good news doesn't sell. Good it, news
1: doesn't sell. It's that's, that's like, not a
5: controversy, and we don't make no money off of it. Yep. That's and, why we're still talking about this Russian probe where they really haven't found anything. I mean, you had Hillary Clinton getting money from the Russians, selling uranium to the Russians, but they don't really talk about that. All they want to do is talk about the election.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: What about the election? I can understand that they were saying that. The Russians hacked into our voting machines and they changed. That can be I can understand that. But you're talking about the influence. They influence how? Mm-hmm. Because they put out news articles that were the truth that found out to be true. Mm-hmm.
1: And see, and see, I think I think right. it's a little bit more to it. I don't think we would ever know. And and just commenting on what you're saying, I think it is more to it. I just don't think they would tell us because our electoral process would be lost. No one would believe in it, right? So let's just say that they did okay. because we know that. Voting machines definitely can be hacked. And let's just say they did um, do some of the things that you're talking about as far as being hacked. and Maybe they, they rigged the election some type of way. You know, I don't think they would ever tell us anyway, just because people aren't going to believe in it, you know, anyway. in the electoral process. Some people don't believe in it as it is anyway. So I don't think they would ever come out and say that. But to your point, the media takes a spin. I've said it once and i said it before. I think, for example, CNN... Is twenty four seven Donald Trump? He does get a bad rap from CNN. Yep. I he gets a bad rap from CNN. You know, CNN is always saying something uh, negative about him. Everything that he does is not negative. You know that the, there aren't people that just wake up every day and just say, "I'm going to be negative. Everything that I do is going to be negative today." I, I don't think the man operates that way. But the the good that he does gets overshadowed by the things that people don't agree with, and so. They spent on that rather than the positive thing. The positive thing was prison reform, right? I'll give an example. Great the and and he's he I don't even listen to him anymore. And I, I think some people are coming to the conclusion that we already knew. Tariq Nasheed once said he talked about this prison reform that Trump passed, right? And you know what he you know what he said, uh-huh. Juan? He said, Oh, people are out here talking about prison reform. Don't you realize that prison reform is going to benefit white people too? This is not for black people. You can't say that one. I think that doesn't even make sense, bro. How can you say, well, there's more black and brown people locked up than it is white people, but then turn around and say, oh, it's going to benefit white people? It wasn't for black people. It's going to benefit white people. How can you say that? That doesn't even make sense. And see. I want to
5: understand that the country is made up of a lot of people, not just black or white people. Yeah,
1: and and I want so whatever
5: one... benefits one group of people eventually is going to benefit everybody. Right. Because we all all Americans. We might have different skin colors, different backgrounds, different heritage, but we're all Americans. So whatever benefits one group of people is eventually going to benefit everybody. Yeah. That one group of people is is laced with crime, if you fix that 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 sector of people. You gonna fix the whole country,
1: right? Right.
5: Fix the weakest link. It's gonna make the chain even stronger. Yes. That's what people don't understand. And, and so it's not just about well, we're gonna help the black people and nobody else. Well, we need to help everybody because everybody is trying to
1: make it. Yeah.
5: Everybody's trying to live a life. Everybody's trying to raise their family and be successful at whatever
3: it is they're trying to do.
1: Yep. Yep. And see, the problem is, see, you know, people like him. And uh, there are others out there. I'm just not going to jump on him. But to me, he he says a lot of stupid stuff. But people like him, he he thinks a lot of people forget what he says. I don't forget. I'm one of those people like, if you said something, I'd be like, no, I know you said it. And that's what he said. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You can't say on one hand there's more black and brown people locked up than there are whites and then turn around and say when they do pass legislation to help the prison, um, you know, prison reform, and then turn around and say, well, that's not that's not the benefit of black people. That's 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 again, they're on code. That's his favorite thing. They're on code. That's for the benefit of of whites. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, dude, you you're you're not even making sense. That doesn't even make sense. I listen to I I, I I kid you not. I listen to this dude. You know that. Have you been hearing about that movie Bird Box?
3: Yeah.
1: On Netflix. Right. Really, really, really good movie heard um, When you get a chance, get an opportunity to watch it. Good movie. Uh, two black characters in the movie. Uh, one was the character that was there for a while, all the way just about to the end of the movie. And then there's another that uh, gets killed kind of early in the movie, right? I listened to the guy, talking about Tariq Nasheed, I listened to him compare, <laughs> he compared the movie to... White supremacy. He, he said, he basically said that the black guy sacrificed himself to save the white people. And then the last, uh, the, la- the, the the character that was on there almost to the end sacrificed himself to save the main character who happened to be white. And so I'm sitting here listening to him and I'm like, dude, relax. It's just a movie, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just a movie, bro. <laughs> His point was they always got us. That this is what he says. They always have some, you know, black or brown as the as underlings. We we we're not equal characters in this movie. And I mean, this dude had a whole hour show right. about the Bird Box movie being compared to white supremacy. And for somebody like me. He's saying that I'm looking for he would probably say you're looking for some some of those those butter biscuits or you're cooning or you know. No, I'm talking intelligently and I'm using my common sense. I'm not fooled by your rhetoric. You know, and to me it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Just like he came out and
5: the the only person that can make movies is him. Yeah. If if he didn't make the movie, it's all about white supremacy. That's basically what it all boils down to.
1: Yes. And so, you know, getting back to what you were saying about the media and its spin in this situation with these kids, it's people like that that that, you know, that does that type of stuff. At least I try to, or at least we try to give you different different opinions and different ways to look at things. He just came out and said, "I'm like, bro, it's a movie." You know, and 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 the, and it was based on the way that the, he tried to compare white supremacy based on the way that the kid, the way that the characters died and this and that. He had a whole hour show about it. I'm like, bro, it's just a movie, dude. It's really not that serious. And he would say someone like myself is, uh, you know, Coonan or, again, one of those biscuits. But, no, I'm just using my common sense. If something's wrong, I'll say something is wrong. But you can't do stupid stuff like that. And there are, believe it or not, one there are people out there that believe everything that he says. So, yep. I, I, it is what it is. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. But I think it's just stupidity like that. That, that's the reason why we can't come together and talk. You know, um, you know, and and this same person, this that those same people that are out there supposedly woke brothers that are out there saying these things, you never see them at any type of rallies. You never hear about what they've done. Every time something comes up, they're over in some foreign land doing something. You know what I mean? Because they're not relative. They're not really re- uh, relevant over here. You know, so. We'll we'll keep a pulse on it. But I think this has been um, a, a, a very, very good a very good podcast. I think that we touched on some some issues to make people better understand. I also understand that everybody has rights. Everybody has entitled to their own opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, wrong is wrong. The media was wrong on this one. I see it across the board. I can see how the Native American may have thought the young man was in his space. I see how the black Israelites had every right to be there, but they were in the wrong because they instigated it against a bunch of kids, a bunch of grown men dressed in whatever they're dressed in, you know, messing with some kids that are there for a peaceful rally. And then uh, the kids, however they handled it, I think it could have been handled, you know, very, very differently. And although the kids said that, you know, he wasn't doing anything, he was just saying that, you know, we weren't going to move. He couldn't embrace that Native American. He could have embraced him and said, hey, we, we're, we're all here together. You know, even though we have differences, we're all here together. Especially,
3: yes, has to understand.
5: But see, if he had to try to do that, then the media would have said, well, take the kids, try to run them to the ground now. <laughs> so he to be careful about how, how the media is now.
1: Yeah, that's true. If
5: he's trying to do right, They're still trying to find a reason that is wrong.
1: That's true. They'll, they'll try to so throw their slant on he it.
5: He did the stand there. Because anything he tried to do, they're going to try to put a slant on it somehow.
1: Yeah. That's where they throw their slant on it.
5: <laughs> it just, it's crazy. Oh uh,
1: well, we'll 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 you know we'll see and uh, we'll see how everything turns out. And you know again you know we appreciate all of our listeners coming in and tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoy the episodes. I do have an announcement regarding our hosting. Want to let you guys know that we got a lot of stuff coming in 2019. We are now on Anchor. Anchor is our host. Uh, of the podcast and uh, we're going to be coming up with some exciting things if you'd like to donate to us for our people that donate every month we're going to have three different prices to donate to this podcast if you believe in what we're doing and you want to help support it there's going to be three different things for each level that you donate and um, you know for our for our listeners so make sure that you check that out you can we're going to be putting that on our social media and uh, letting you get out there and um, support help Continue to support this podcast and bring you positive information. And uh, also, I'm going to be putting some stuff out, more stuff on the website so that you can um, continue to put your questions to us and leave comments, do all that good stuff. But uh, make sure that you check us out on bossradiostation.com. Every single episode of the podcast is there. We're also on all audio platforms, Spotify, Google Play Music, you know, Apple Music, I mean not Apple Music, Apple um, podcast. We're on all of the major platforms for audio. Go out there and check us out. Make sure that you search for Let's Be Honest with Frank Styles and Styles is spelled S T Y L Z. You can also follow me on Instagram at frank_styles S T Y L Z. Every Monday I post my two cents. Make sure you guys check that out and uh, I don't know, I might start doing a audio version of my two cents. We'll see how that goes, but for now, you can check that stuff out. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at FrankStyles1. And uh, it's been a, another great episode. One, I appreciate you uh, joining us today, man, on the road in Minnesota. Thanks
5: for having me, and y'all continue to pray for me. If kind of you're going and down the road, y'all just give me your breath.
1: Oh, we got you, man. That's 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 easy. We got you on that. But uh, you know, we'll come back next week. We'll have another show for you. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on. And for the Style Boss Studios in production, this has been the Let's Be Honest Podcast, Episode 20. I'll talk to you soon.
3: Be good to yourselves and, and want to one another.